0: and All right Intro right away This is episode 126 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XL Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. I think before we get started, there's just something we have to say. Baseball is back. Baseball is so back. Unbelievably back. It's just, we made it. We made it. We made it to the end of the lockout and it was looking dire there a second it was looking like we were going to miss at least a month of the season for for sure for sure and the players got a good deal they gave up one thing that i really didn't want them to give up on which was the 2020 grievance because i wanted to i wanted them to see how much money the owners were making i don't care if i ever found out i just needed them to know what slice of the pie they were getting so they did give that up but they got a really good deal uh so it's it's all good it's all good. And baseball's officially back. Spring training is underway. We're only going to get a, a few de- few days delayed start. And we're still going to have, you know, hundred and sixty-two game season. What a miracle. All in
1: all, not bad. Not as bad as I was expecting because it did look, like you said, very, very dire for quite a minute there.
0: Oh, yeah. And I think maybe the most important update that we have to go over right off the bat here is how was your vacation?
1: Oh, it was wonderful.
0: Did you did you make it Heather. out to any spring training facilities?
1: Of course not. Of um course not. No, I mean Bad with timing. things not being like yeah. organized, it made it a little more difficult to convince people to actually bring me there. So uh, nope, I just hung out on the beach.
0: No, what a shame. Oh, just spend I know the week on the terrible. beach. Yeah, just just hanging out, just hanging around. It's terrible. Uh, well, it's, <laughs> yes, it's no, it's great. It was. Great.
1: It was nice to be away, but at the same time, I definitely missed my regular uh, vacation with baseball. Your spring but it felt training like schedule. A real vacation now, so.
0: Yeah, well, that's baseball. Baseball is a vacation in and of its own. If you could spend a whole day at a spring training facility just watching Jason Dominguez and Anthony Volpe roll around, even though there might not have been an Aaron Judge, a John Carlos Stanton, they might not have been there, but there were plenty of people to still get excited about at Yankees camp.
1: There certainly were, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was lovely and now we're back in uh, the wonderful kind of warm weather so we're we're getting towards spring we're getting towards baseball season bought my tickets already for um, the Syracuse Mets opening day nice. which is just two days prior to baseball's opening day so very excited nice. about that
0: nice 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 yeah um i'm just it was beautiful here today too I, even my boss let me out at like two thirty. he was like you know what it's so nice out just go home just go home and go do something i was like out the door before he even finished the sentence um but yeah it was great here and it feels like baseball season that's what it feels like it feels like it's officially baseball season we got some spring training action today uh, i Kiner-Falefa, he was pretty good today. Not gonna mm-hmm. say anything about it. He was pretty good today. He looked solid, um, and you know that's gonna kick off the bigger topic of the Yankees made moves, like a lot of moves.
1: They made a lot of moves that nobody could have predicted, Um, which was actually made it all the more exciting because I gotta tell you, I was on Twitter right as the uh, Gary Sanchez trade went down. Angie Urshela, R.I.P. Oh, I love that man so much, yeah. but that's a shame. It really is. Um, but I was there as soon as it went down and just like the flurry of chaos that ensued was so incredible. And I was like, wow, I missed this so much. It was so quiet for so long.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's take a step back. Okay. I want to take a step back all the way to the beginning of the off season where the Yankees fans placed their own expectations of what the Yankees were going to do. They wanted Carlos Correa. They wanted Matt Olson and they wanted a center fielder, potentially Starling Marte, but he was off the board before Mm -hmm. the lockout even started. We didn't get any of that. We didn't get any of it, but it's okay. It's okay that we didn't get those guys because the Yankees did get better. I think they did get better and moving Gary Sanchez is tough for us. We always believed that Gary would eventually figure it out. Uh, Gio Urshela. Come on. We love that guy. That's, Mm -hmm. that's a tough loss too. losing Luke void. Doesn't hurt quite as much, but I do. I do feel bad. I do feel bad for Luke. He clearly wanted to be a Yankee and the Yankees clearly had other plans to go with Anthony Rizzo. And, you know, we get Anthony Rizzo because Freddie Freeman never had any intention of signing with the Yankees and Matt Olson the trade for Matt Olson was something we would have never matched in a million years. We would have never matched that trade offer that Oakland got back. So it was Anthony Rizzo or Luke Voigt essentially. And we chose Anthony Rizzo Luke Voigt's with the Padres though. I think it's a good fit for him. I think he's going to have a great time out in San Diego playing DH every day and fighting with Eric Hosmer over who gets to play subpar defense on any given day.
1: Yeah. I mean, just thinking back to the very beginning and what we thought was going to happen. Um, one of the big things that I said I wanted to happen or needed to happen did happen with re-signing Anthony Rizzo. So that did happen. That's true. But it's also important to note that even though there's been so much discussion around it and reporters talking about it, the Yankees still have not extended Aaron judge. Um, And I just feel like that is something that probably they're in the, in the middle of talks about, but.
0: Yeah. I I have to imagine. Because you can't let Aaron judge get too close Mm -hmm. to free agency where it's like, you know what? If I just play one more year, I'm probably looking at a better contract and I'll get to choose where I want to go. Maybe he goes back out to California where he's from. We don't want that. We don't want that. Let's lock Aaron judge up nice and early. Give him a nice contract. He's done a lot and he's going to continue doing a lot. I agree. I agree.
1: Um, But yeah, I mean the Yankees made a lot of moves and they made a lot of defensive minded moves. Yeah.
0: Very different defense from last year. And mm-hmm. I just, okay, I need to say this. this people are going to not like this very much. Gio Rochella was not that great defensively. He was very good, yes! very good, very solid. Made the plays he was supposed to make, which compared to Miguel Andujar and Chase Headley, who were our last third baseman, that made Gio Rochella look like a god. But defensive analytics are not in love with Gio Rochella. He doesn't have a ton of range. Over there, I didn't love the idea of playing him at shortstop on opening day. Opening mm-hmm. day, we're already playing him at shortstop. Didn't love that. We got better. We got better with Josh Donaldson. Assuming he plays a full season. He played a full season last year. There's no reason to believe he wouldn't play a full season this year as well. And when you look at Isaiah Kiner falefa you're saying, well, we're not going to get any offensive production out of the shortstop position. We well, didn't get any last year. Labor <laughs> Torres was our shortstop last year, and he was terrible. At least this time, we're going to get some defense out of it.
1: I got to say, though, I loved Gia Urshela defensively. I just felt like I did. I felt like he was a defensive wizard. Maybe Un- I was sided. Unbelievable blind, confidence, blindsided.
0: Unbelievable confidence in him to make his plays, make the plays that he's supposed to make. Mm-hmm. But when you look at a guy like Matt Chapman and the plays that he makes, he's like, oh, yeah, he covers like an extra 20 feet of ground that Gio Urshela could never cover. But he's always going to make those nice plays, that, that nice charging in. How many times have we seen him charge in and just, cleanly pick a ball, smooth throw sidearm. It's just, it was beautiful to watch him play defense. Just mm-hmm. not the best defender, not a bad defender, just not the best. So we did get better there.
1: But yeah, I mean, overall, um, and really max was the one that kind of helped me to really see, um, you know, what the, what the stash, genius. This, yeah, exactly. But you know, I, listen, I'm going to have a really, really hard time cheering for Josh Donaldson because I know so much about him and I hate it all. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I know I'm supposed to be like unbiased and objective, but man, mm, I'm not happy uh, about that We one. don't have
0: to do that. We don't, we don't <laughs> have to be unbiased and objective. We're not uh-uh. the athletic. We're not ESPN. This is a fan podcast, Allison. We're here for the people. We know what the people want and the people, people
1: don't want Josh Donaldson. Yeah. The I people want to,
0: the people want to not root for Josh Donaldson and objectively, an upgrade, definitely an upgrade. He's going to bring a lot to the offense. He's going to bring a lot to the defense, but let's not pretend that in the Garrett Cole, Josh Donaldson feud, uh, which I'm sure is nothing, but people are going to choose sides anyway. Let's not pretend like anyone's going to choose Josh Donaldson's side. He is just here to be Alex Rodriguez. That's who Josh Donaldson is. No one has to like him personally, but you know, stand up and clap when he hits that home run. You'll do it. Oh
1: yeah, I will. I'll, I'll, I'm sure I'll end up cheering for him. It's kind of like a Kevin Euclis type situation, except I hate Josh Donaldson probably 10 times more than I did. Kevin Euclid.
0: Really? Kevin mm-hmm. more than Kevin Euclid after he came from oh, yeah, the Red for Sox. For sure.
1: For sure. Josh Donaldson is just, I don't know. First of all, the rat tail bothered me. Obviously you can't have the rat tail, yeah, it was but ugly. like whatever. It was ugly. Just strikes me as like a Bush league player. You know, he's constantly barking. He's constantly yelling. I just, I hate that. He brought up the whole thing with Garrett Cole, which like, sure, whatever, you know, do it. But they they squashed
0: it in the locker room. They're just like, let's just, we're fine. We're here to win, whatever. They just squashed it. It still
1: left a bad taste in my mouth. I just do not, uh, he's not the type of character that I would like to root for.
0: Yeah, no, he's, it's, it's different though. When he comes and he starts hitting, you know, he hits, three, four home runs in one week. And all of a sudden that cocky attitude is like, people are start to rally behind it. You know, I'm not in love with Josh Donaldson, but I am, I am excited for him. I am excited for him to play for the Yankees. And I don't know, maybe it would be nice to have one guy in the locker room who is a little bit more fiery than usual. Cause we just have, we've got the chillest team in the league. We really do. There is nobody in major league baseball, no team that is just more chill than the Yankees and more chill than Aaron Boone at the helm, you know, except when he's, you know, almost having a stroke yelling at an umpire. that was scary last year. I didn't like that at all. Um, but it's just, it's nice. It's nice to have somebody like that. One guy, not too many, just one guy who can just get the guys going.
1: I agree. I agree. It would be nice to have that as opposed to, you know, like a whole team of just cocky assholes, you know, um, so I, I see what you're saying. And I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure it'll grow on me as this season goes on. Like I'll like the fire. I'll like the intensity and you're right. The Yankees do kind of need that. It's just on surface level. I saw that name and I was angry.
0: Yeah. No. And, and yeah, as, as you should be, because our most recent memory of Josh Donaldson, cause last year, the twins were so bad. I didn't think about them one time. I really didn't. I didn't know. If Josh Donaldson was having a good year, a bad year, if he was playing at all, it didn't matter because he was on the mm-hmm. Minnesota Twins and the Minnesota Twins weren't going anywhere. It's just, it is what it is. We have him. We have him. That's, you know, what I always fall back on when with, with a guy like Domingo Herman, who's just in a way worse spot as a, as a human being. It's just, there's nothing I can do to change it. He's on the team. I'm not going to root for the guy, but if he has success, the Yankees have success. It just is what it is.
1: Yeah, I'm not going out of my way to root for him. I'm not no. buying his stuff.
0: No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna root for Aroldis Chapman. I'm not gonna root for Domingo Herman. I don't want them to succeed, but it's out of my control. I can't. I can't control the Yankees' decision to have those guys on the team, even if I kind of wish they were not. I definitely wish Domingo Herman wasn't. I definitely wish Aroldis Chapman. Maybe Jonathan Leisega. He could have been the closer. He could be the closer of the future. But we're kind of locked into a contract there.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, just kind of like looking at, you know, the rest of the moves and stuff like that, of course, one of the big ones was as soon as they re-signed Anthony Rizzo, you knew Luke Voigt was going to go. Yes. It just was a matter of what you were going to get for his return, which I think you mentioned on Twitter. So we always love how Yankees fans are so yeah. naive <laughs> Oh my where God. they're like, oh yes, let's throw them Luke Voigt and Miguel Andujar and get uh, really, really good starting. Yeah. Pitcher. Blake
0: Snell, Mike Clevenger, <sighs> maybe to Nelson Lamette as a sweetener, like slow down, slow down. And you know, it was really disappointing. It wasn't just the normal like Yankees, Twitter idiots. Like it was John boy, mm-hmm. John boy his yeah. entire job is baseball. Like there's really no excuse for you to think that the Nelson Lamette would be the return for Luke Voit Cause it's not even remotely possible. Even if you were just, you know judging them on straight up by straight up, Luke Void is probably the better player. But if you think critically, which I know is a very difficult thing for a lot of Yankees Twitter, not our listeners, our listeners are very smart, they do think critically. If you think critically about it, where was the Yankees' leverage? We had no leverage, there's no first base right. market right now. Nobody's looking for first baseman now that Freddie Freeman. And Matt Olson are off the board. Nobody's, you know, calling up the Yankees, begging them like, "We need Voit. We need him. Mm-hmm. We need him right. so bad. We need him so bad." That's why there was no free agent competition for Anthony Rizzo. Nobody okay. was doing that. The Padres are in an interesting spot where they needed to put more offense in their lineup, and they didn't have a set DH. That doesn't apply to a lot of teams. That doesn't apply to have to be able to not only give up a prospect to add to this team in the way the Padres did, but to also have the desire to do so like the uh-huh. Cincinnati Reds could use a DH sure uh-huh. what do they why would they give up a prospect for Luke Voit? It's not like Luke Voigt is going to win them a ring it's just it's not going to happen. So there was no market for Luke Voigt. he was injured all of last year. he doesn't play a lick of defense <laughs> How could you think you were going to get a big return for him? You weren't. And I think the Yankees did great. I think the the prospect we got back shows a lot of promise and Max Mm -hmm. does too. Stats genius, Max, he is Mm -hmm. very hyped about the prospect we got back. This was one of like the most fair trades I think I've seen in a really long time because the Oakland Braves trade was definitely not fair. That was lopsided. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the Braves were also you know whatever who cares we'll give up whoever we want because we're going to extend Matt Olson as well and he's going to be the cornerstone after Freddie Freeman leaves you can do that if you're the Braves if you're the Padres you can't do that if you're the Mariners you can't do that if you're whoever you can't just you can't overpay for Luke Voigt when you don't have to nobody else is bidding on him nobody else wants well him. I
1: think the other thing too um that a lot of people just failed to realize is that like The Yankees had no need for him. Like they were trying to get rid of him. So it's not like, you know, he was their starting first baseman and the Padres were like, yep, we really, really need this guy. Like the Yankees had their first baseman and plus they have a backup first baseman. So they don't need him at all. So if you're just going to be like, "Hmm, let me hand select, you know, someone who the Yankees aren't going to have play anyway and give them a ton in return for him. That's not how it works.
0: No. And, and the other point is that the Yankees had a 40 man roster crunch. Mm -hmm. Why would you, if you get back a major league player or a a 40 man roster guy who's in triple a, that just creates a whole other problem for you because now you, not only can you not go out and get anyone, anyone, but when Domingo Herman comes off the 60 day IL, you got to drop someone. You can't just send somebody down to triple a, when Domingo Herman comes back, you have to drop them from the 40 man roster. That's not something the Yankees were looking to do. So uh, this guy, three years, maybe two years for his development, we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry because he's just going to be a future middle reliever. Maybe Cashman flips him in another trade. Who knows? But it doesn't matter because the big thing is that we got Luke Voigt off the roster and we got something in return when we probably shouldn't have. We probably shouldn't have gotten anything.
1: Right, right. I mean, in general, looking at all the recent trades that had happened, so like you knew the Yankees were I mean, basically people said it. Like you look at this starting defense right now, and now you you're trying to figure out where <laughs> where does DJ LeMayhu fall into place? All right, second base, and now you've got Glaber Torres there. So like you're looking at this and you're kind of like, what's gonna happen? The Yanks can't keep them all. Yeah.
0: So I'm I'm gonna say something very controversial. I think Glaber Torres is on the trade block. I think I think they are oh actively God, so looking crazy. at potential trades for Glaber Torres. Oh yeah, not for that, sure. Not that they're definitely gonna pull the trigger on one unless they really like what they get. I know everyone's mentioning him for Sean Mania and Frankie Montas. Guess what? The A's don't want Glaber Torres. They don't no. want Glaber Torres. They would, and they, everyone said that about Luke Voit too. Why don't we trade Luke Voigt for Sean Mania and Frankie Montas? First of all not a fair trade, not a fair trade whatsoever. The Yankees would be getting a steal in that. But also wh- what do the A's want with Luke Voigt? They don't need Luke Voigt. They're doing a tank. They're doing a full tank job. It's a prospects and under. So if we did get Manaya or Montas, and I think I'd prefer Montas to Manaya, but I would take either one of them. It's going to be prospects. Probably maybe that's what finally gets the Peraza trade done. Paraza was getting thrown a lot for Matt Olson. Maybe that gets done. It's not going to be Volpe. It's not going to be Dominguez. Um, I don't know, maybe Peraza and Heel. I wouldn't hate that. Peraza and Medina, maybe. Um, but for Glaber Torres, I think if you maybe shift the focus off the A's and look towards the Cincinnati Reds, who might be in the market for a Glaber Torres, um, he's maybe a little bit late in his contract for them, but maybe that's the starting point for Luis Castillo. Glaber plus, plus prospects, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. They're looking. They're looking for somewhere to send Glaber because I think everybody realizes after the last two years that the Yankees best roster on opening day has Glaber Torres on the bench. It's DJ Mm -hmm. LeMahieu in that spot. And unless Glaber has a miraculous recovery and and a miraculous comeback season, I wouldn't expect that much from this year. I really wouldn't. And we're going to get to the non tender deadline next year. And we're going to be talking about what we were talking about with Gary Sanchez this year. Are we even going to sign this guy? Are we even going to pay this guy his his next year's contract? I'm unsure. I'm unsold because Glaber's been pretty bad for not just one year. He didn't just have one bad year. He was bad in 2022.
1: I think the other thing too is like you, if you do make a move for Glaber to get anything in return, I feel like you have to do it now because if he starts playing even like a little bit and he does not play well,
0: he loses value
1: his value is just going to tank. So like, and you're, and you're taking I,
0: that bats away from DJ and right. fielding. So time.
1: I guess, I guess you could have that. It's really like, if you have that confidence that he is going to have a strong start to the season, like he sometimes does, but I don't think you can count on that. I feel like a move has to be made before the season even starts. And if, I feel like it's getting too close. I mean, I yeah. know
0: <laughs> cash cash. God moves in silence. He moves in silence. Um, yeah. And, Let's just, let's take a bird's eye view of the Yankee season. Let's compare them to the blue Jays for a second. Cause the blue Jays went out and spent the blue Jays are better mm-hmm. than the Yankees yeah. this year. Um, and, and in that light, I think that's where Yankee fans are getting like the most upset because they set the unrealistic expectations of getting Carlos Correa and Matt Olson, which, you know, I fell into that trap a little bit too. I fell into it. I really wanted it to happen, but they set those unreasonable expectations. And then the Blue Jays go, and they just start breaking the bank. And Steve Cohen goes, and he starts breaking the bank. And the Dodgers trade for, or the Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman. And the Yankees, you look at it, and you're like, well, we went from having a pretty bad infield defense overall to perhaps with DJ LeMahieu in the lineup, at least instead of Glaber Torres, to one of the best defensive lineups. We cut down on strikeouts a lot. Anthony Rizzo is not a guy who strikes out. Josh Donaldson, not a guy who strikes out. Isaiah Kiner-Fleffer. Of he is just a shortstop, just a defensive shortstop. Even he really doesn't strike out all that much. He, does ma- he doesn't hit the ball that hard, but he does make a lot of contact. It's a different look for this team. And it's going to be more fun to watch, I think. We're not going to have, you know, the last few years you get to the middle of the lineup and it's, you know, Aaron Judge, John Carlos Stanton, Luke Voigt, uh, Gary Sanchez. And it felt like a rally killer every time anytime we got something going one guy would strike out and then the next guy hits into a double play and there was just there was just too much bad contact and too much striking out but I think this year maybe maybe the talent level isn't quite as high I think Luke Voigt is probably overall when you look at a full season a better offensive first baseman than Anthony Rizzo will be but defensively it makes a huge difference and just Rizzo's style of play it does it changes it it does change it even if he's not as productive offensively, just not having that rally killer anymore. That's, that's really going to be big. Right.
1: And it became very clear, you know, Gary Sanchez in his first spring training at bat with the twins struck out on like a half swing. Oof. And like, Oof. you're just kind of like, lagged. Really don't miss that. I jet-lagged. don't.
0: <laughs> no, I, I'm, I will partially miss Gary Sanchez. Cause you know, he was part of that 2017 team. That was just, that was a special team. And that's, this is not the same team anymore. This is not the same core of that team anymore. Aaron Judge is really the only one who's left standing uh, from Mm -hmm. that team. And I guess Luis Severino, but Luis Severino really hasn't pitched in two years. Um, Right. I I am excited to see how he looks this spring, though. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Yeah. yeah. There's just, there's a lot to be excited about.
1: We're back. It'll be um, pretty awesome to see. And obviously, there's still at least, one more move that the Yankees are going to make because they have that last spot on the 40-man roster. Mm-hmm. Everyone keeps yelling about how it better not be Brett Gardner, but I'm telling you, the second Aaron Hicks gets hurt, who are you guys going to call?
0: There is a very good chance that Brett Gardner is that guy. And, and if he is, I think. I think Tim LaCastro kind of gets the shit end of that sick because they did bring Tim LaCastro back and eventually you are going to have to make a 40 man spot for Domingo Herman to return unless you just cut him. I'm not saying I'm not saying it would be a terrible thing if Domingo Herman got cut. Not saying that at all. Um, Right. But you you could just cut him or, you know, you bring him back. Who's the most likely guy on this roster to get cut? Probably Tim LaCastro. Probably oh, yeah, him, sure. and and if Brett Gardner comes back, he's not going to get any run anyway. They're not going to run Tim Lecastro out there in center field if Brett Gardner is available. There's just they're not going right. to do that.
1: So obviously, I I have his name search available on Twitter like quite easily because oh, yeah. you know I'm trying to see if there's if there's news and all Sweet that kind of stuff. And of course, you know that Brett Gardner wants to end his career as a Yankee and stuff Fact. like that, which. I I don't want to see him in another uniform. I don't think anyone really wants to see him in another uniform. They just don't want to see him in a Yankees uniform either. They're like, yeah, let him just end it. And I hate that everyone, you know, is doing the whole like, oh, it's hilarious. The last spot's going to go to Brett Gardner because typical Yankees, blah, blah, blah. You know, so everyone's saying that and I hate it.
0: I'll tell you what, if if the Yankees don't re-sign Brett Gardner, we're going to have some great outfield health this year because we know that Brett Gardner is doing something that's resulting in other people getting hurt and him getting 140 games. It's maybe not intentional, but there's some kind of dark energy swirling around Brett Gardner that just gets other outfielders hurt and gets him 140 games.
1: So what if he's not there and all of a sudden um, everyone gets hurt still, what happens? You got to th- bring him back you, to reverse you the throw up.
0: You throw up the bat signal instead of like an actual bat. It's like a bald guy banging his bat against the roof. That's, yeah, but that's the you, Brett signal. How
1: can you extend a signal that's a bald guy? You can't tell if he's bald or not. Come
0: on. Uh, we'll, we'll be we'll able to tell. Lo- we'll able- he's, got man, a, he's got a unique cranium. He's got a very unique okay. cranium. We'll be okay. able to yeah, tell yeah. it's Brett Gardner's bald head. And before no, you know it, do, he's going to be back in the in the just room.
1: Just do a bat signal, but one of the thumb thumbs from Spy Kids. And then
0: The Brett Gardner, the (laughs) thumb head. He'll come running. You know, he'll be be literally living
1: in like the clubhouse and he'll be like, Hey guys, what took you so long? Damn it.
0: (laughs) I will. Somebody put a lot of time into editing Brett Gardner's face into the, the thumb people from spy kids. And I just, I, it'll never leave my brain. It'll live in there forever because I can see they even like, they elongated his face to make it more, succinct with the shape of the thumbs and it's just can't ever unsee that can't ever unsee it and I don't want to unsee it I don't want to I think that's that's an image I'll take to my grave and I'll be very happy taking that to my grave but I also I don't necessarily want to see it for 140 games this year
1: I wouldn't mind but you know I know everyone else would because they made that very clear in my mentions
0: well they've been making it very clear for like five years Meanwhile, oh, yeah. Brett Gardner has been perfectly average over the last mm-hmm. few years. He has been a fine fourth outfielder who just ends up getting 140 games by accident.
1: Correct. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else, what else do we have for the Yankees? I think um, what, where do you, let's see, let's end on this. How do you see the AL East playing out this year?
1: I gotta say, and I feel like I do say this every year, but it never quite comes to fruition is, um, I know that the Blue Jays are going to be good against the Yankees because they're always good against the Yankees. They're going to be good, good though. Like I think they're, I think they're the first place everyone. team.
0: I think they beat think the Rays so. this year.
1: I think so. I think um, right now the projections have the Yankees in fourth place. Or I'm sorry, in third place. But like, I don't know about that. I don't know. I never count out the Red Sox. It's a soft it like, third
0: place. It's a right, very it, soft third right. place.
1: And it looks like um, it looks like the Red Sox are actually one of the well top four teams and potentially signing story and not saying that that's going to change their team like a whole bunch but you know it, it will make a difference that'll, yeah um, that'll make
0: a huge difference because second right. base is not a good position for them that's not a strong offensive right. position for them if they their problem is pitching and it's still going to be pitching it's going to be pitching mm-hmm. all year but you can overcome well, a lot of those pitching problems if you you know add five runs a game well, instead of four you nice. hit five or six
1: In the AL East, if you are, you're, you're playing the Orioles 19 times a year, that should be 19 wins. Unless of course they go out, unless you're the Yankees, right? Exactly. Unless you go out and sign Carlos Correa to the Baltimore Orioles, different story, maybe, but they're not doing that. Even,
0: even still, even still Carlos Correa could go to the Baltimore Orioles. And I'd still look at that pitching staff and say, I don't know a single one of you. There's no chance you win this game. And of course, against the Yankees, they're probably going to go like nine and 10. It's going to be like, Oh, we are doing a series season recap at the end of the year. Where did the Yankees go wrong? Where did they miss the playoffs? Oh, right. The Boston Red Sox won 17 of 19 against the Baltimore Orioles. We won nine of 19. That's where it goes wrong right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know the projections I I'm looking at the projections and of course I always am scared of the Red Sox, which, um, It's just a natural thing for me. But Alex
0: Cora is just, Alex Cora is such a good manager. He really does get the most out of that team.
1: So I think, I think the blue Jays are it. I think it's the blue Jays year. I feel like if they can't get it done this year, win the division, they're never getting it done. Like, it's just not going to happen.
0: It's going to turn into a curse because they're the blue Jays were better than both the Yankees and the Red Sox Mm -hmm. last year, far and away. Like it wasn't even a remote possibility that the Yankees or the Red Sox on paper were better than the Toronto Blue Jays by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And it was dumb luck. It was dumb luck that we ended up in that wild card game and the Red Sox ended up in that wild card game instead of them. We're not going to beat the Rays. I'm I'm pretty resigned to that because the Rays are always going to be the Rays. Uh, (laughs) And with the way the new playoff format looks, it's You know, it's easier to see a path to the playoffs for the Yankees. It's also very easy to see a path for the Yankees to miss the playoffs because you look out, Mm -hmm. you look out at the AL West, and it's not going to be the AL Central. It's just going to be the White Sox and the AL Central. But you look out the AL West, the Seattle Mariners are frisky. They are really frisky. They were not that far behind us in wins and losses last year either. Uh, I think they were, I think they ended two games out. That's a really good team, and they didn't get anything from Jared Kelnick. Julio Rodriguez wasn't on the roster yet. They made huge additions with Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. That's that they could win the West. And if the Astros resign Carlos Correa, they're just running back the same team that they had last year. And Justin Verlander is coming back, also dangerous. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm starting to count for six teams here. I'm saying okay, the the Blue Jays, the Rays, the Mariners are good. The Astros, the White, White Sox. Sox. It's only one spot left. <laughs> right. One spot right, left. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, it, but it's yes. going to be, at a least I'm seeing as the blue Jays division this year. And like I said, if they don't win the division this year, then I don't know if they ever are going to do it. This Even I,
0: I would bet play. on, I would bet on them a hundred times out of a hundred to at least make the playoffs and finish mm-hmm. in a better spot than the Yankees. If they don't win the division, who cares if they still get in the playoffs? Um, well, I guess they'll kill yourself to play an extra series, which is weird. Okay. Um, but I, I just think the Rays are always going to be the Rays, man. They just find a way. They just, mm-hmm. Kevin Cash is, is an analytics genius. And, you know, it all collapses in October because their relievers are all gassed and their starters are gassed. And they have a harder time matching players up. It's just at the end of the year, it's just going to be the Rays and the Jays and then the Yankees and Red Sox fighting out probably for one spot in the playoffs. We're probably fighting it out for like the fourth or fifth seed, but the last definite spot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how the season's going to play out, but I'm, I'm anticipating what this last move is going to be. And I think it might end up being Brett Gardner, but I don't want to get my hopes up. So I'm going to, I'm going to hang there.
0: Yeah. We'll see. It, it depends on the starting pitch. If we can get another pitcher, that's it. That's it for Brett Gardner. If we can get one more pitcher. And have him fill out that forty-man roster spot. I guess I'll is this Escobar tour is part of the trade. Um, either way, uh, do you have anything else?
1: Uh no, I don't think so. Besides the fact that some of our former Yankees looking good, Gio's looking happy. Beards. I told Twin fans that. Like, Into yo, the beards. If you, I was like, listen, if you mess with Gary Sanchez or Gio or Shella, I I'll fuck you up.
0: Yeah, fact. So absolutely, leave him alone. Yeah, absolutely factual. Uh Luke Voigt. I don't think we have to threaten anybody over Luke Voigt. I think he can probably take care of himself. Kind of a big guy. He's got um, it. Clint yeah. Frazier
1: could probably take care of himself too, but he looks adorable in his pub's yeah. uniform. I keep,
0: I keep mistaking Josh Donaldson for Clint Frazier. With uh, with Josh Donaldson with no beard and and you can't see like the color of his hair. It's just they have a very similar, like general size compared to Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, obviously, and just like just body type and face like. I can't unsee it. And every time I look at it, I'm like, well, this is an old picture. Clint Frazier. No, wait, that's Josh Donaldson. Did you see speaking along with everyone?
1: Oh, never mind. Oh my God. I got so confused for a second. I'm watching just on Twitter. Um, Pitching Ninja just posted um, from a Yankees pitcher today, which is pretty cool. Um, however, I thought they were playing the Padres. It was like, oh no, they just literally sent Luke Boyd over to the other dugout. <laughs> but that's oh, not what happened.
0: my. Speaking of Julio Rodriguez, he hit a tank today in a spring training game, an absolute tank. He's going to be so good. Um, Yeah. Then we'll, we'll wrap it up there. And I just want to take a minute to thank everybody for sticking with us through the lockout. Uh, I know we got to do some cool interviews. We get to talk to some interesting people, get some interesting perspectives. So it was fun for us. I'd never do it again. Uh, I'm not interested in five years, I'm just going to pretend that baseball no longer exists. Cause I'm just, I can't do it again. I can't go through this again. I can't act like a lawyer for three months. Uh, well, this contract negotiation there's a stipulation, no, shut up. I don't want to hear it. No more, no more, no more CBAs.
1: It's uh, it was a disgusting, disgusting, silent offseason, And I was kind of like, you know what? I like it being so quiet. And then as soon as everything picked up again, I was like, "Never
0: mind." Oh yeah. I, like I got so a lot done in that like three month stretch when there was no baseball to watch like all night. And now like there's transactions and now there's spring training games and now the season is approaching. And now all of a sudden everyone's coming out of the woodwork like, oh, uh, why don't you, you come on our show? We'll do an interview and I'm doing radio like every day now. It's just like, you know what? I was, I was pretty comfortable when I was just chilling. They're just working the nine to five, just chilling, doing a, doing a little bit of baseball on the side, just doing some tweeting. Now it's stressful again, but I love, it. I love it. This is my favorite kind of stress.
1: All right, let's get back into it.
0: Let's do it. All right, we'll wrap it up there and see y'all next week.
1: Sounds good.